0: First Peter chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. Now, wait a minute. Where I was going. Um, the best Greek written in the New Testament was written by, anyone want to guess? Paul. The worst Greek written in the New Testament was written by, anybody want to guess? Peter. Yeah. He was near as learned He was not a scholar like Paul was. He was a rough, rude, crude fisherman. And yet, this is what I love about God. God God doesn't have to change you into somebody else to be able to use you. Somebody told me years ago, you know, you're not like any preacher that I've ever heard before. And I think they meant that as like a gig. But I just smiled and said, thanks. Thanks. God will use us all. Thank God for that. Um, All right, here we go. 1 Peter chapter 1, 6 and 7, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through many temptations, that the trial of your faith being much more, everybody say much more, much more, say that again, much more precious than of gold that perishes though it be tried with fire it might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of jesus christ father take the words that we will speak here this morning and i am praying god that it would be meat to people's hearts and lives it will be something that they can grow on and lord that they will never forget in jesus name amen we're going to start preaching today, and we're going to preach four sermons. Not Thank God, not all today, but it's going to be on prized possessions. And we're going to look at precious faith. And where this came from was Monty Dash. Monty Dash had told me and George Thomason, and he's told me this on more than one occasion, but the first time I heard it was when he was talking, I believe it was with me and George, and he said that there are people out there throughout America trying to figure out what their most prized possessions are. And he said, if you go through what I'm going through, it don't take you very long to figure out what your most prized possessions are. And then he said, it's precious faith. God said that that precious faith, that it is much more precious than anything else you can even consider or think about. Faith in God is much more. Matthew, I looked up the word precious. Matthew used the word precious one time. Mark used the word precious one time. Paul used the word precious one time. James used the word precious one time. John, in describing heaven, used the word precious six times. But Simon Peter, in describing what every Christian has in the Lord Jesus Christ, whether we realize that or not, he uses the word precious in describing what we have in Jesus seven times. And the first time he uses it is precious faith. That old song, Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. It's so easy for us to think of the cross and not think about the Jesus that died upon that cross. It's so easy for us to think about the Word of God, but not think about the God of this Word. So easy for us to think about the work of God and forget about the God of the work. The greatest thing that we can do as a Christian for our own spiritual well-being is to realize how precious Jesus really is to each and every one of us and not go through a mechanical religious thing that you've got going. Colossians chapter 2. In Jesus dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. When I know there are preachers that are preaching, what would you do if Jesus came walking in down to the, the hall or the aisle of this church? You'd all fall down on your face. And the preacher, he always preaches it like, and I'd re- reach over and just grab him around the neck. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh Uh-uh, even John the Beloved, who had known him for three and a half years, fell at Jesus' feet like he had been shot when he saw him because he is all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, thank God. In Colossians chapter 1, in all things that Jesus would have the preeminence. I personally believe that Orchardville Church, This is my own personal belief, I have a right to that. I believe that Orchardville Church is the best church in Southern Illinois. And now I'm going to tell you why I feel that way. Because our adoration, because our praise, because our worship does not go to anyone other than the Lord Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 10, Cornelius, when Simon Peter walked into his house, Cornelius fell at the feet of Simon Peter and worshiped him like he was a god. And Simon Peter said, get up from there, I'm just a man. I'm just a man. Simon Peter, he knew who the one that was supposed to be praised and worship was. At Orchardville Church, we do not exalt a pastor. You ought to see how the staff treats me around here. <laughs> Teresa Lowe ought to be ashamed of herself. I didn't know that. (laughs) I thought everybody's gonna run down there and tell her. (laughs) Orchardville Church, we are not exalted denomination. You're not every other week hearing about Cleveland, Tennessee, or Springfield, Missouri. We do not exalt a denomination. We exalt the one who gave himself for us, and that is the only one that's worthy of my praise. (laughs) Now, watch how Simon Peter words this when he says, wherein we greatly rejoice. I need to hear that from time to time, and I need to be a part of that from time to time. So I think right now would be about as good time of time as any time of time I can think of, <laughs> where the church needs to greatly rejoice what we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. I think right now is a good time as about any. Why don't you just do that right now? Hallelujah to God! We greatly rejoice, Lord Jesus, on who you are. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. To be part of that crowd that greatly rejoices. Hallelujah. 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 God, wherein we greatly rejoice. Worthy, 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 worthy. Hallelujah. 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 God, wherein we greatly rejoice. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Just last Sunday, right here in Orchardville Church, there were two people that were born again in Jason Craddock's class describing precious faith. A woman by the name of Kristen Bolt came to Jesus. Or Alfred Stewart. In knowing who Monty Dash was and picking up Monty Dash for the last couple of months and bringing him to church and seeing the precious faith that Monty Dash had, that man came to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah to God. One kernel of seed corn. We're talking precious faith. You could eat that, and I'm going to tell you, that wouldn't fill you up. Or you can plant that, and you get this right here. And on stalks, at least around here, and the reason I know this is because I've been going into different fields and counting. <laughs> <laughs> Much to my surprise. I figured, you know, every stalk's going to have two or three ears of corn. No. you got a year of corn. And they get the maximum amount of seed on this as they could possibly can. Seven hundred and wait a minute, here I wrote on it somewhere. There. Seven hundred and thirty-eight kernels. Now you could get this right here. Or you can plant that and get this right here. Or you could plant this and get five hundred and forty-four thousand six hundred and forty-four kernels. When you top that hill, here, when you top that hill and you see this church, here's what you need to think of. You need to think of three words. Seed, time, and harvest. When you top that hill, you shouldn't be thinking about anything else other than seed, time, and harvest. When I topped that hill in 1988, I didn't see any of this. I saw a 30 by 40 basement. And I'm going to tell you, as a seed, Orchardville's church started out the same place, in the ground. And from there, we added on 20 foot to the south, and from there, when the blocks was finished being laid, we tore the roof off of that basement and we went straight up. And now we didn't have a 30 by 40 basement, but we had a 30 by 60 building. After that with indoor plumbing, I might add. After that... We went to the north 30 by 30 with classrooms. After that, we went to the south with a 60 by 90 sanctuary. After that, we built this building, which is a 20,000 square feet building. After that, we built the Ranger building. After that, the Girls of Grace came crying on my shoulder and we then built the Girls of Grace building. After that, we built the Centralia branch, and after that, we doubled the size of the Centralia branch, and after that, in the near future, we're going to build the Fairfield branch. And in verse 6, Simon Peter says, "'Though now for a season.'" Again, in 1988, I didn't top that hill in this being here. It wasn't here. Though now for a season, when you take that seed and you put it in the ground, it is dark. It is the trial of your faith that God says is precious, much more precious than gold. God says, look at, look at Job and know that his faith was much more precious than gold. Look at Abraham and know that his faith was much more precious than gold. Look at John Luce and know his faith was much more precious than gold. Look at Teresa Lowe and know her faith is much more precious than gold. You feel better about me now, Teresa? <laughs> John says in chapter 12, except a grain of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it die, it brings forth much fruit. In 1855, D.L. Moody applied for preaching credentials. The credentialing committee came back with these words We have never met an applicant for credentials who seems less likely to fill any place of public usefulness. You think he shouted about that? I don't. I think he was in a deep, dark trial about that. But you know what God did? God took that seed that was planted in that man's heart And with time for that to grow, God brought forth a harvest that reached around the world and still reaching today. I love that. I love that. I love that. Because that's how God works. There are too many pastors that get discouraged because they come in and think it don't happen in two years. They'll just quit. The enemy knows that. But if you'll give it the time to grow, great things will be able to be happen. That man, his, his dream may have been crushed. It may have been defeated. He may have felt like he was alone. But God saw something that that committee certainly didn't see. Amen. Kernels of corn were found in King Tut's tomb. 3,000 years later, they were found. They put them in the ground. Guess what? It brought forth a harvest. 3,000 years after the fact. Now I want you to get this. If you miss anything, I want you to make sure you pick this up. There must be moisture for germination to happen. That's why then they could lay there for 3,000 years and not, not be a stalk of corn. Got to have moisture for germination to happen. I'm going to say that one more time. you got to have moisture for germination to happen. David writes in Psalms, Psalms 126. Now, what's got to be? you got to have what? Moisture. moisture. David writes, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Got to be some Moisture. God told Noah after the flood, start planting some seed, buddy. That's how we're going to get this thing going again. Precious faith is like seed that's been put in the ground. Everything begins with a seed. And a seed is anything that can multiply that will later produce a harvest. I'm going to tell you, if you want a glass of milk, let me tell you how not to do it. You don't take your glass and go park yourself out in the middle of a field and wait for a cow to back up to you. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. And giving is a seed that tithes that you put in that offering bag is a seed Amen. it's a seed that's why every I don't care if it's, a, if, it's a, if it's a teenager here in this building you ought to thank God for the people that has been faithful to God and the Orchardville Church over the years because now there are things for you here because people have been faithful in that seed right. in that seed a little boy whose mom had been trying to teach him how to tie his shoes and he finally tied his shoes for the very first time and he started crying and his mom said well son was it that hard and he goes no but now I got to do it the rest of my life. <laughs> That's exactly how I look at how many people when I hear this stuff about tithing and say, well, you know, people they just they just don't understand it. Come on. If you make 100 bucks, you pay 10. If you make 200, you pay 20. If you make 300, you pay 30. If you make 400, you pay 40. If you make 500, you pay 50. Six hundred, you pay sixty. <laughs> Seven hundred, you pay seventy. Don't tell me that people don't understand. Don't insult people like that. It ain't got anything to do with they don't understand it. It's the little boy. They're just like the little boy. If I gotta do it, I gotta do it the rest of my life. I gotta die the rest of my life i have to tithe the rest of my life. Don't tell me they don't get it. And they don't understand it. That's not the issue. I went to Wayne City School System, and I can figure it out. <laughs> tell me they don't get it. I started tithing when I was 16 years of age. And I did it for two reasons. I knew it was right. And I knew I didn't want to be a taker. I wanted to be a giver. Amen. And people, and I don't get it. I'll never get it. And again, I started it with sixteen. We didn't have much. I had ten percent. I had ten percent. I want to be a part of what's going on. And how anybody can come into a church service and enjoy the service and enjoy the class, enjoy the music and enjoy everything that's going on and not do their part. That boggles my mind. I don't get it. 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 At 16, I wanted to be a part of what was going on. 1 Peter chapter 2. He writes, listen to the words of this man. Jesus bore our sins in his own body on the tree. Now listen. A tree that had its beginnings in a seed. And God knew the seed. God knew that seed would grow up and be a tree. God knew that tree would be used to form the cross. Seed. Seed. It's not, and I people say that, seed, time, and harvest. Like they're running the word seed and time together. False. Seed, time, harvest. After 23 years of planting the seed and with 23 years of time, and now Orchardville Church is starting to reap a harvest, don't you think I'm going to apologize to some disgruntled pastor for that? It ain't happening. (laughs) They've been seed planted. They've been time invested. I ain't doing it. And I know misery loves company and all of that nonsense, but I ain't doing it. There are too many people out there that need Jesus, and there are too many people out there that this church has exactly what they need, and I am not backing up one bit. I'm going forward, and if I fall down, you better know this. I'll be falling forward is what I'll be doing. <clears throat> That's all I got. Stand. (laughs) Father, what an opportunity it is to be able to preach your word and God to be able to explain precious faith and how that precious faith is much more precious than gold. How my faith is. Is much more weightier than all the money that Donald Trump has. How my faith is much more valuable than all the finances that Bill Gates has. Much more. Not a little bit more. Much more. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Lord, I want to invest in what you're investing in. God, I want to be able to reach people for you. I want to reach people for you. And help this church, Lord God, and every person that attends. Help them, God, that that just be the, end, the cry on the inner man of their selves. That we want to reach somebody for you. We want them also to enjoy precious faith. Thank God. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Take my life, take all of me, take everything, it's all for you, take my dreams, take all my fears, take everything. It's all for you, it's all for you it's all for My life take all of me, take everything it's all for you. Take my dream, take all It's all for you. It's all for you. It's all for. dreams take all my fear take every